0: Welcome fabulous people to the new Fab show. I am living in all of I am. I am your host, the fabulous Doris Birch, founder of the Fab Factor, where we work with helping women connect spiritually, create wealth from a feminist perspective and become highly visible so they can make a global impact to fully step into who they are being called to. I am an entrepreneur, mentor, author. I love the bling bling, thinking fabulously bigger. And doing it differently where we disrupt the status quo for women. We are rewriting the rules and we are doing it being fabulous, of course. And without sacrificing our femininity, spirituality, our personal fulfillment. The biggest question is, what are you willing to give up in order to become who you are meant to be? Many women are hiding. They are not willing to make the choice to let their old selves die. They are quitting on themselves, but to create the vibrational space to step into their new fab you next level frequency in order begin showing up in every area of their lives. In order to <clears throat> in order to find the woman you wish to become, a choice needs to be made ready to say yes to your soul and become the next level new fab you now is going to take some inner determination and strength. But let me tell you, and allow me to be crystal clear here, it takes a lot of courage to release the old and step into your next level fabulousness of truth. When you can get real about who you are and say unapologetically, here is who I am. I think this way. I feel this way. I vibrate this way. I live on this sort of frequency and I show up this way. It's critical to do so if you're truly committed to having it all a life fully by design and on your terms in order to shift the old, become the real you, and finally break the pattern once and for all. Why? Well, simply, there are still too few women who are giving themselves unapologetic permission to have a seat at the I want it all table. And there are few women who truly own and command their space. You make choices out of guilt or shame or blame. You compromise, you settle, you sacrifice. You continue to sabotage or destroy. This affects everything. Is it any wonder that you don't really let yourself dream that dream anymore? Never mind. Act on it. How do I know all of this? Well, because I've lived it. It's the reason I think this must change and it must change now. Today's wave of spiritual women owning their power is unique, rare, and one of a kind. So what new fab you is all about is letting go of the old, the distorted, the shadow you, who you thought you had to be. And new fab you is simply that the old you must die to make room for the new fab you. So let me ask you if you've had enough of just playing and you're ready to actually play life the way you know it's meant to be. Make the decision to say goodbye to the old. It's time to stop trying to create a new you around the same old people. Stop trying to create a new year around the same old thinking. Stop trying to create a new year around the same old habits. Stop trying to create a new year around the same old departure place. You just got to say yes. Well, you don't got to, but you do if you want to change, to be who you really are meant to be. Then say yes, yes to you, yes to your soul. And as I said earlier, it takes immense courage to be the real you. So enough. enough with hiding your light, enough with being less than, enough with trying to fit in, do it right, with saying it but not showing it, it's time to give yourself unapologetic permission to be you. The age of the invisible woman is over. Well, joining me today on the new Fab U is my fabulous, 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 phenomenally fabulous guest patty farmer so let's bring her on the show let's bring her on hey patty hi
1: how are you i am fabulous phenomenally fabulous
0: actually yes yes i'm fabulous too well I'm so glad to have you on the show today. So let me ask you. Well, let me let me break this down. So my new fabulous moment came when I surrendered. I let go of the last remaining bits of worrying about what people thought of me or if I was making sense or whether they wanted to hear what I really wanted to say, and I went all in on me. And the thing is, when you dig beneath your fears and uncertainties, you do know you are worthy. So what moment came for you to step into your next level, new fab you, when you release the old or a shadow version of yourself?
1: I think that moment came when somebody asked me what my why was. I mean, I was really out there doing my business. Right. And I was successful, but I wasn't like really happy exactly with what it was right and i knew i needed a shift but when that person asked me that and i realized i couldn't answer it and like right then and i had to think about it i thought oh a decision needs to be made and in that moment i realized that the thing that was the most important to me was designing the lifestyle i wanted to live and building my business to support the lifestyle and not the other way around too many times people's business owned them We all become an entrepreneur most of the time because of the time freedom and the lifestyle choice we want to have. Once I knew that was what I wanted to design right then and there, I designed my whole business around that lifestyle. And I'm happy to say now I have a phenomenally fabulous life and business and my business
0: supports the lifestyle I want to have. You know, I find that so intriguing because that's one that I think the biggest thing um, with and I work primarily with women, I work all with women. <laughs> it's just that women seem to be so afraid to take that move to to design their business around what they really truly desire, what they want their life to really look like. And was it scary at first when you made that decision to to do the game differently? I think the scariest
1: part is that we get so busy building our business that when it's nice to say, oh, I want to have this lifestyle or whatever, but the bottom line is you have to know what is that? Like if you really could design the lifestyle you want to live, what does that really look like? And be real, not what other people think it should be, but what is it really for you? You know, not like what you think your clients want you to say or your family, but really dig deep and If that's what you want, what is that? And I got super, uber clear on exactly what I wanted that lifestyle to be. And guess what? It might not be the same as somebody else's. You know, some person, you know, it's so easy for people to say, oh, I want to be able to take, you know, 10 vacations a year and I want to do this and that. But for some people, it could just be that they want to be able to make it to all their children's soccer games, right? It's different for everybody. But once I got clear on what it was for me, now I can build my business and enjoy my business and have the life that I want to have 365. Right. And be able to do it exactly how I want to do it. And I think that I want to say that once you make that decision, I think you should expect that sometimes you have to make it over and over again. It's not like, Oh, you make that decision one time and everything falls into place. I think people sometimes think that that's not true. Sometimes you have to give yourself grace and you have to keep making that decision, you know, because you regress.
0: Right. And then you yeah. have to say, no, this is what I want. And that's OK. Yeah, I think that's real important what you just said, because, well, first of all, what I, I would love to hear your thoughts around this. Um, but I find and 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 I know I had a mentor say it and I can't remember the exact number, but it's like really a it was like crazy. It was like, really, I think she said one in Well, I'm going to say, I think she said one in 100 can actually define what they want. Most people don't really define what they want. They, you know, and that's one of the biggest questions I always ask my clients, and in, you know, to have them tell me. And and it's so hard to define. And they do think that it needs to be um, what society expects you to do. It's like to really own what you want. It's like, oh, do I really have permission to do that? Do you find that is really hard for people to really define what they want? What I find it's kind of interesting
1: is in life and in business. I think women specifically have this is when you ask them what they want, they will answer and start telling you what they don't want. Oh, I don't want a man who does this or that. I don't want a business that does this. I don't want a business that does this. If they're really clear on what they don't want, they'll just start rattling off what they don't want. But if you ask them what they do want, they're not as clear on that, which I think is kind of
0: interesting. I think it's kind of interesting too, um, because then I always take that back to, um just being invisible to the truth of who you want to be as 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 a woman. And when women can get to that place of truth about who it is they want to be, then from that place, um, they can say what they want. So it sounds like to me, when you when you hit that moment, you got into really alignment with you and, and it was a continuous process um to keep redefining this is the lifestyle I want. This is what I'm creating. This is why my business has to support this. And actually, there was an exercise that my coach
1: had me do, which was for something different that was kind of serendipitous, right? That it actually did this. And I'll share it. It's very brief. I was having an issue sleeping. This was several years ago. And I was like working in my sleep, right? You know, I, I just couldn't stay asleep. I could go to sleep, but I couldn't stay asleep. And so when I was talking to my coach, she said that what she thought it was Was that when I was ending my day, what I was doing was I was looking at my calendar to see what my next day was going to look like. And so when I went to bed, I was working on those clients or what my next day was going to be while I was sleeping. So she challenged me to end my day and not look at my calendar and wait till the next morning when I woke up and I was having coffee and then look at my day. So that was to help me sleep. But here's what actually happened. So it did do that. It did cure that challenge, but it actually illuminated another one, which was that was, was probably the biggest aha in my business really is that when I would wake up in the morning and I would look at my calendar, I would look at what my day was and I would find myself going, Oh, and being all excited or else going, <laughs> you know, when I had to do something and all of a sudden, once I was realizing that I thought, I don't want to do anything in my business that makes me go, Oh, <laughs> I only want to do things in my business that go, yeah, right. And I'm excited. And that was, like I said, serendipitous of the original exercise, but it shined the light really clear for me. And I made a decision that day that I was never again going to say yes, to do anything in my business that didn't bring me joy. Now I did have a couple of contracts. I had to you know, do to finish out because I'd already given my word. But once I realized that there were certain things and that's why now I'm super excited that I only work with the right fit clients. I know exactly who I want to work with. And so it brings me so much joy. I think I'm happier, they're happier. My business is more successful. So I think getting clear on that and not having to apologize for it. Like don't be full of fear, be fearless and just be fearlessly saying this is what I want. doesn't matter what other people think. This is what I want, and this is the lifestyle I want. People say to me all the time, Patty, do you really like traveling all the time, all over the world, speaking all the time? I'm like, yes, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. Is there a price to pay for it? Absolutely. There's things that I have to do to make my business be that way, but I love it, and I love that I get to do it. It's a part of my business that I really, really enjoy, and I think it brings a perspective to my clients that they like and pay for
0: You know, I love, you said several things in what you just said about, um, one, I want to go back on, because I think this is crucial, um, that when you gave, when, you know, from doing that exercise, it identified that you were working with clients that didn't light you up, that didn't bring you joy, decision that you were not going to no longer have those type of clients, that all your clients were going to be ones that lit you up, You, you identify them. I I find that that's something that sometimes women entrepreneurs do not give themselves permission because they're so afraid to um, believe or trust that their ideal dream clients, which I call soulmate clients um, come in, can come into your space and pay you and that you do not have to necessarily take money from clients that you don't really get lit up about. And I also think that
1: what happens is if you're not, Fearlessly stepping into who you are and how you want to serve. How are they going to be able to find you? You're not giving a clear message, right? It's kind of convoluted I mean, I understand that when people are really new in business Although I tell my clients not to do it But it's really easy to fall into the when you're trying to make money, right? But I have to tell you I was at a point in my business when that became super clear to me that I was already making multiple six figures I just had gotten so used to doing it and because I wanted to fix their problems. And I realized that, yes, we can do that. We can solve their problems. But the bottom line is I didn't get in business just for that. I'm not in the information business. Google's in the information business. Facebook's in the information. I'm in the transformation business, right? And so I choose who my clients are now. And I have to tell you, 99.9% of my clients become my friends. I love them. I'm so invested in them and stuff. And I wake up every day and, you know, it's such a cliche to say, I would do what I do, whether I made money or not. Right. But the fact of the matter is I would, and there are times I meet people and they are my perfect client. Maybe sometimes they can't always, um, afford to hire me right? But I love that my business is in a place that when I meet somebody and the hair on my arm raises and I just think, oh my gosh, they have a gift. And I want to help it get out into the world that sometimes I can scholarship or do certain things, reduce my fee, whatever the case may be to be able to help them, right? I mean, we all need to think about be the person you wish you had
0: when you were being starting your business, right? Oh my gosh, that is profound because that. That insight that you can do that, and, and it's like it, it it does become a knowing. So it's not like you're um, not being a businesswoman. You get a knowing at moments with certain people to take on as clients because you see something and you're being guided and they do the work. Because they they're so grateful that somebody have, And I think you said something else. Um, you said you, you've just said nugget after nugget after nugget. And my brain is going, oh, my gosh, she's just brilliant. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, but you said. Oh, gosh, which one do I want to go back to? Uh... <laughs> Give me a hint. King <laughs> <laughs> dong. Doris, it's like they're all going to, okay, it'll come back to me. Okay, so let's piggyback on the mere fact that you love to travel. And you said there's a price to pay. And anything we do in our business requires a price. There's a a give and a take in to do certain things. And so being that you set your business up, that it supports you to be able to travel, and, you know, there's a price that you pay for that, but you're in the business, like you said, not information. You're in the business of transformation. And so I find sometimes women don't want to pay the price. What are your thoughts around that? I say if they're not willing to pay the price, they haven't
1: designed their lifestyle correctly yet they don't know exactly what they want because the bottom line really is when you are looking at designing something that's a lifestyle that you want to live and you're looking at building a business the price is never too high really or you just haven't done it correctly or you're not doing it for the right reasons or you're not clear on it you know and sometimes i will say that it's also getting your support team on the bus with you you know like when i travel all the time I will tell you, when I was very first traveling as a speaker, I would go to these amazing places. And as soon as I got done, I would come home because I felt guilty that I was getting to go to, you know, London and Italy and all these places. And my husband was at home. So as soon as I got done, I was taking the next plane back. And then I thought to myself, well, that's ridiculous. And so I sat my husband down and he said, that is ridiculous. I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't stay for a few days. It doesn't matter that I'm home at work right? He couldn't come with me, right? Otherwise he would. And so now I totally give myself grace and say, you know what, what a great benefit that I get to do this. And so I always take a few days. Sometimes I bring a friend with me and, and I get to go do all these great things and that's actually a perk, but guess what? When I do it, I meet other business women and other business people and I get to talk to them and I bring that culture back. And that's why I do an event every year. And people say to me, how do you get so many people to come over from Europe? I mean, my last event, we only had nine Americans. Everybody was from Europe. I was like, because I travel all the time and I meet people. And so I bring it back with me, which is also a benefit to the other people that I serve. So you do have to get your support team on board. I mean, I had to sit my husband down and say, are you okay with it? And if he would have said, not really, then I would have had to rethink it. But he was on board with it. And I said, it's not forever it's for this amount of time and this is for our retirement so that you and I could travel the world together. And so he was like, yes, that's a price to pay. It's okay.
0: Yeah. And, but see, that's the, the, the great insight there. Okay. So I know I'm going to come back to that, but I remember what I wanted to ask you what I think is brilliant. I think if anybody, I mean, even I remember when I first started, I think it's so powerful that when people start to work with you in the beginning of their business that, that you have, that you are where you are at this point, because, I think it's insightful for people to learn that they could have their ideal clients from the get-go. Absolutely. But no one tells you that mostly when you're beginning. So you start in this whole perpetual cycle of working with anybody and just sometimes just cringing when you have to talk to them because you're like, they're not your dream client. But so I know it's probably, How do you you work with their belief system and when they hear from you that they can have from the get-go, start working with their ideal client? How does that belief system, how in the work that you do, so kind of break down a little bit about who you are, Patty Farmer, and the work you do and the clients that when you're having to fix their belief system to believe. Now I have to tell
1: you, this is very timely that you're asking me this question because I just got done winding up a contract with a client that we, she renewed. But when she came to want to work with me, she was really nervous. She was really on the fence. I don't know if it was about me, maybe something bad had happened to her before, whatever the case may be. But I mean, she, we had many conversations and I really wanted to help her, but I have to tell you this particular day, i told her this too. I had pretty much made the decision that she wasn't the client for me because she just wasn't all in. And I'm always all in and I want my clients to be all in too. And for whatever reason, we had one last conversation and then she was all in. And so we've been working together and she is like literally one of my favorite clients. And I absolutely love her. And she has had transformation after transformation. And why it's so timely is I just posted on my Facebook wall yesterday, a testimonial that she um, left for me that basically said, That working with me was priceless that she couldn't see it for herself until she was working with me and that i helped her to believe in herself when she couldn't believe in herself and that all the things that she'd been wanting for years and years were finally coming true for her and uh, it actually made me cry it really did and i just think that a lot of times you just have to hold space for them whether it's energetically or what it's like you know what you may not see it yet but you just need to know that I have the experience and the years and I can see it for you when you can't. But as long as you're all in and we, you can trust me and you will just take action. you I can help you to get there. You know, sometimes they're afraid they don't really know what to do. That's when you really have to have a good relationship to just for them to trust you. And I take that very, very seriously. It's a responsibility for sure. But to be able to believe in them before they believe in themselves. And then when they do, is probably one of the most important things that I do that gives me the greatest happiness in seeing them. Cause you know that when you help them to transform, you're not just helping them, you're helping them transform and then their clients transform in life and business. And is there any greater gift than that? You didn't get the gifts you have so that you can keep them in your living room. You got them so you can share them.
0: Yeah. It's all what I always talk about. It's that full effect. And 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 those of us who get the privilege and it is a privilege and an honor to work with our clients in the transformation space and um, for them to take the the support and the guidance and receive it and go back in And, and then they step into their highest version of themselves and they start showing up in the world. I mean, it's like. It goes back to that thing that I always say is, if 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 you didn't say yes, Patty, at the moment that you were required to say yes to step into creating your business, how many lives would not be the lives they are today because you didn't step into your obedience to do what your gift was? And if you think about that weight on your shoulders when you don't say yes to your colleague.
1: It isn't even just that too. I'll just tell this short story too, when I became a speaker, so I've been doing marketing and media for 20 years. I've only been a speaker for eight years and I became a speaker by accident and I didn't want to do it. And when a friend called and said, Patty, will you do me this favor and come talk for 30 minutes, Patty, you can do it. I said, okay. And then when I got there, she's like, oh, we're going to have video and you need to do this, and you need to do that. I literally went in the bathroom, was physically ill. But when I got up on that stage, Afterwards, 37 people came up to me and said, how can I work with you? And I was like, oh my gosh, where could you spend one hour of your time and have that type of result? And that day I made the decision that I would learn to be the best speaker. And I said, oh, and I treated myself like a client. And I said, what would I do if I was a a client? And I made the decision. And here's the funniest thing is I went out and told everybody, I'm going to be a speaker. This is what I'm going to do. I mean, I was always speaking, training, but not like a speaker, right? And a week later, I got asked to speak in London because somebody had appendicitis. And would I jump on a plane that night and come over, I didn't even have a speech written. I wrote the speech on the airplane when I got there because my husband reminded me that I said I was going to say yes. <laughs> and when I was in London, I made the biggest paycheck I've ever made. And got three other speaking engagements that were in Europe. And that's how I became an international speaker the second time I spoke because I said yes and made a decision.
0: Oh, my gosh, that is incredible. But you know what I love about it is the fact that, you're, yes, you were reminded you said yes. But you were willing and you were willing, willing and ready. Sometimes people are ready, but they're not willing. I was listening um, a couple months ago, when I was on a drive and I was listening to Lisa Nichols, and I was listening to another um, person—I can't think of the name—but they both were talking about that willingness, and I was like, "That really is a key factor in anything that we do. We can be ready, but not willing, and and willing is required." Absolutely. And I think that's yeah. when fear gets
1: in the way, right? You know, and that's when I always like to say, most of the time, the biggest roadblock is going to be you right? And stepping out of your own way is sometimes the hardest thing to really do is to do that. But once you recognize that and make that decision, and that's part of that, what I was saying earlier about, you have to keep on making that decision sometimes over and over again, that's okay. But every single thing does that, right? You never know. So saying yes to that. And then when I decided that I was going to do my own event and A coach I had at that time said, oh, Patty, you should do it this way. And in my gut, I was like, no, I don't want to do it that way. So I said, oh, I'm going to do it my way. And I was really nervous about it. And now I do this event in New York for seven years now um, that I did my way because I knew in my gut that that's how I was supposed to do it. So listen to that. I think that it will never steer you wrong. And I think the most important thing is that don't be afraid to fail. Failure isn't
0: fatal, (laughs) right? Right, right. It's true. I mean, I and that's like the one thing you hear from people. To me, I hear that way too often. It's like, what if I fail? And I'm thinking, where did we get this cycle that that's not okay? When everything that has been created, I mean, we wouldn't be able to fly across the air if the Wright brothers didn't fail and keep failing till they, you know, created the airplane, you know, their version,
1: but I think it, every time you fail, you're one step closer to success. Like you're you're getting closer every time because every time you fail, you just learned another way that didn't work, right? You <laughs> know, so pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and here's the other thing too that I think is really important to remember is I always like to write down my failures. Um, I mean, I have them, and somebody says, "Why do you do that?" And here's why: because sometimes what happens. In The transformation space is people see you and they look at you and they think oh my gosh, you know You can do it, but I can't because you know, they have all these other things, right? And that's why I think it's really important to really be able to share those things and say listen You may see this now, but this isn't how it always was and let me share with you some of the things I've had to go through to get here because Nobody wants to hire somebody they think has never gone through anything else. Like, you don't understand my pain because you've never gone through anything. And look how perfect it looks for you. It's not perfect. Your mess is your message. And you need to let people know that this isn't always how it's been. But here's the thing that people pay the most amount of money for, shortening their learning curve. If you can say, listen, these are all the failures that I made, and I can show you how not to do them so I can get you to success faster, why wouldn't you want that?
0: Absolutely. Amen. Because that's really what we all want, you know, in order so we can do what we do. Okay. So, one of the things that I just like to have your insight on it, you know, we here at the Fat Factor have a tagline called Don't Be Invisible, Be Fabulous. And so, we're all about women no longer being invisible, and the age of the invisible woman is over. What are your thoughts about women hiding and being invisible?
1: I think that they should stop. (laughs) Like, they should stop being invisible. Like, there is no reason. Claim your voice. Like your voice matters. You know, when I was a kid, I was called Chatty Patty and my parents used to say to me all the time, Patty, if you could just be quiet for 30 minutes, we'll pay you $5. Now I have to tell you, I never once got the $5, but I never lost my voice either. And to think now I laugh sometimes and I, you know, my mom, rest her soul. I think to myself, mom, if you could see that people actually pay me to talk now. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, don't be quiet, because guess what? Whatever your gift is, there is somebody right now that is praying to find you. You have that gift that they're praying for, and you have a responsibility
0: to go out there and be authentically you, unapologetically, and let the person who needs you find you. Ooh, well said. And on that note, Patty Farmer, this has been a fabulous fabulous show. I'm so glad you were on the show today. Thank you for having me. Yes. And then we will post somewhere, somewhere stuff about you. So people can find out other things and, and tune into, um, things that you're doing in your world. So thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It was fabulous. Bye Patty. Bye-bye. Well, today's show is a wrap. Thank you for this the new Fab show. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe. So you automatically get the new shows every week. And I love it if you would leave us a review. We are on Apple Podcasts and Fab I love to hear from you. Come join the conversation online. You'll mostly find me on Facebook and Instagram, but also on Twitter and LinkedIn. Just head to newfabushow.com and you will find them all there. And you can find my why at thefatfactor.com. The New Fabu Show is the elevated unapologetic permission conversation for women leaders. And I am honored you tuned in.